0: Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to-
1: Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang. We're back. Um, Week one is in the books. Um, It was a fun football weekend. Both of our teams lost. The Eagles are in first place alone.
0: (laughs) But we'll get to that a little later. Um,
1: What's going on, man?
0: Uh, Nothing. Um, I think – I don't know. Um, I was going to ask you if you watched any of the 9-11 coverage. In terms of what? Like, did you watch, you know, last weekend was the 20th anniversary of September 11th, and I was wondering if you watched any of the specials, documentaries, news coverage. I watched, like, the first... uh,
1: Two episodes of that uh, documentary on Netflix. I don't like, I don't, I hate watching all that. I've seen so much of it and it's like, it's not great to relive. Right. right. Well, that's kind of what I, I want to talk about. I, under, not. I, I understand that. Never forget all that stuff. And, uh, and, uh, I'm, you know what I'm really curious of? It's people that were born after the event and now like I would like to talk to a teenager and see how they like feel about the whole thing because they weren't really around when it all happened but they know that it's like a
0: thing for the United States so that's Um, interesting because that's actually one of the things I was going to bring up because I watched a lot of stuff and I found that I was having trouble watching the same like I didn't watch the Netflix thing I didn't watch the Apple one which was about I guess they kind of Bush's whole time with that. The ones I found most compelling were ones that, um, were about everything kind of after 9-11 because you just see the same footage over and over. And like, you know, you know, I, w- I was like living there then. And so like, you kind of just like saw it every day. You know what I mean? It's like, it'll never go away. Every single thing that they're shown is like never going to go. I mean, it's not going to go away. People who lived here then, you know, it's like, you've seen those images, you know, that, you know, those stories, you know, like I I'd read that the 60 minutes piece was really good and I watched it and it was, but it was not unlike every other, other thing. Cause it had the same people. Cause you know, anyway. It's, it's good to it's good to check in as a reminder. I just I was having trouble doing hour upon hour of it. The two that I had the most, the the the, the one I just brought to you was the Spike Lee one, which I loved. Yeah, um, but I know it's like all about like New York from then on. Like what happened or whatever, right? Well, about- so the first two the first two parts, which are really four parts, are all about basically Trump and. If you're going to look at it critically, it's—I mean—it's really good. It probably could have been better if he didn't get so invested in Trump in it. Um, now, as someone who really dislikes Trump, I enjoyed all of that because he just basically like ripped on him the whole time. Um, but if you're looking at it objectively, you, you start to realize it, it becomes a distraction for the story that he's telling. Then the second two parts goes back to, I mean, it, it strings along how these two things you know come together. But um, the second two parts are all about nine eleven and everything, and and all all about all the people and some of the stories that they told in that were like, like some of my favorite stuff was about the ferries, right? So my roommate at the time, he was on the ferry on the way to work where the first plane hit, landed got off, was walking to work. He was, he worked in, I think one world trade or not, not the world trade centers buildings, but one of the buildings next to it. And so he like was walking and then they saw the second one hit and he just turned around and started running back towards the ferry. And he says, he was running back. All these boats are coming towards him. And, you know, um, What's cool is they tell that story about how all these boats came and rescued all these people and how many, like, they rescued over 600,000 people from there. Now, in retrospect, they weren't rescued because the attacks already happened, but everybody thought they were under attack then. So right. it's kind of cool. It's like Dunkirk. And they, like, bring that up. They said, we, sit, we rescued more people than Dunkirk. And Spike Lee is like, Christopher Nolan Dunkirk? You know, and they're like, yeah, Christopher Nolan Dunkirk. And then, like, they, they had trouble getting the water supply up on, to put the fires out. So the boats were pumping water from the harbor, you know, from the river into, you know, I mean, it's like, just like really cool stories that you never heard before and people that you haven't heard them from before. So that's what I really liked about that. The other thing that was probably my favorite, though, it was much shorter, was the PBS documentary, which is basically our entire response and it does the same thing as Spike Lee's, but it does it in a, in a linear timeline and a lot quicker brings out how basically Trumpism is a direct result of this happening and then us going to war with the people we're not supposed to go to war with. And then, um, and then us not trusting our government and, I, and then this guy takes advantage, right, of our, of us not trusting our government and comes in this, they you know, anyway, so it's really good. Uh, but to go all the way back to your point about wondering what kids think about one of my favorite articles I read was in the New York times. And it wasn't just an article. It was, a New, it was like a, a times, uh, video piece where they interviewed a whole bunch of kids who are in high school right now in different countries about what they what they're learning about September 11th. And it's fascinating. Because, honestly, most of it is uh, – well, not most of it. A lot of it is – this is a cautionary tale in trying to take over places of the world that you shouldn't be taking over and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot more um, – it's not as uh, – America's a huge victim as we play it out to be. Um, and it's – I don't know. Super interesting to hear about, you know? Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, long answer, but I, w- I, w- I wanted to get through all that. For 9-11, I watched the play on uh, Apple, the Come from, Come from Away, that they did. They filmed the Come From Away Broadway show. Okay. it's uh, I don't know if you know about it, but it's like... No.
1: It's kind of like the Hamilton show. Um, that they... It's about um, it's a true story about when all the nine eleven stuff was going on. Like all these flights that are flying into America got rerouted to this small island in off the coast of Canada, uh-huh. um, Newfoundland, like right off Newfoundland, Canada, and all these like planes from all over like landed there, and the small town of like. Not that many people had to, like, figure out how to accommodate all the people, not knowing how long they were going to be there, and, like, just how everyone kind of supported each other. And, like, basically, 24 hours after the, or that night, because, you know, obviously it happened, like, early in the morning. That night at midnight, these people, like, still had no clue, like, what was happening in New York. Hmm. They heard that there was an accident. They didn't know exactly that it was a terrorist attack. And uh, yeah, it was very good. It was really good. I recommend it. Cool. They actually the play came here to Los Angeles for a while, but just missed it.
0: Um so I haven't been deep diving into nine eleven stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. No, I mean I, I wouldn't expect. It. I just was wondering if you know if you had gone down that path at all. That's mm-hmm. all. Um, do you have any other notes? Um, the only other notes. Watched worth. Too huh? That movie worth on Netflix
1: with uh, Michael Keaton, who was assigned to basically like give money to all the victims and figure out how much everybody's worth in terms of what what they get
0: it was blah it was fine whatever all right um but go ahead nope that's it that's my only note the only other note was i was going to ask you i mean you tell me i mean we we discussed beforehand, so everything else you know about what what notes do you have
1: uh before we get to the met gala
0: um did you watch Impeachment? You watched oh, just the first episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, I wasn't. I, I. don't. I'm not. There's a like. I didn't love it. No, I didn't love it either. Although Sarah was, of, was really good. Yeah, she's really good, but I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah, it was kind of a uh, well. Yeah, I'm just like, who cares? Like this. Like, why are we? Why do we need this story? And uh, nobody looks like nobody looks like the person they're supposed to be and like I find that problematic. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: Beanie Feldstein just looks so much younger than Monica Lewinsky, I don't
0: know. What but find. she's older than Monica Lewinsky was at the time. I know, but she she looks younger. I don't know what to say. Um I watched. uh, My mom told me. My mom told me that, and I don't remember this, but I met Monica Lewinsky in New York when I was living there. Oh, I don't even remember. But she said, "Yeah, you got you went out one night with like a people, and she was there." I was like, "Huh? How about that?" Now, when she says it, it kind of sounds familiar, but then I'm like, "I don't even," whatever. Um.
1: All right. I watched Malignant. On uh, HBO Max. Okay. This movie's like the craziest fucking movie. It's like, the first half of the movie is like, kind of clunky. But once they get to like, the reveal and stuff, the second half of the movie is just batshit.
0: Is that like, like James Wan? Yeah. Okay. It gets very crazy. And like,
1: I don't want to recommend it, but I feel like, I want to know what people think about it. So I got gotcha. you recommended on that cuz it does get crazy. Um So, two trailers. Have you seen the did you see the new trailer for West Side Story?
0: Yeah. Oh, great. It does
1: uh it has like an amazing production value, that one.
0: Yeah, I think he really tried to match that time really well. I mean, it's almost distracting it's like it looks so much like it's a colored version of a movie from you know oh yeah they tried to do like an old movie that's yeah it looks good but i'm all for it i'm all for it so and
1: then um did you see the trailer which i'm really excited for cop shop no i don't think so (laughs) this movie is ridiculous so it's uh it's um, Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo, and uh it's about a guy who finds out he's like on a hit list for this This is the premise that I read. I tried to stay away from uh, reading the reviews, but apparently it's about this guy who finds out he's like gonna be killed by a hitman, and so he gets himself arrested and thrown in prison so that he won't get killed by this guy. And the guy who's the hitman decides he's gonna get thrown in with him and like for some reason like throws himself in prison just so he can kill this guy. It seems like a crazy freaking movie and but it looks awesome. It's like it seems like face off to me a little bit.
0: As it say it sounds like Tango on Cash. Yeah, it's it's crazy.
1: Uh, I definitely recommend you checking out that trailer. It's coming out, uh, I think, this week in the theaters. But I was like, "Why is this movie in the theaters? Like, this is the movie. This is the perfect movie to put on streaming. Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna make any
0: money in the theater." All right, Cop Shop. We'll see.
1: Cop Shop. Um, All right. So the Met Gala. The only thing I had to say was, "What are your thoughts on this?"
0: AOC dress that she wore did you see it yeah 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 I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of badass to do that
1: to show up to this like gala that's all about
0: rich people and yeah just wear a gown that says tax the rich I think that's pretty fucking I don't know I think it's pretty punk rock if you ask me yeah I <laughs> think it's pretty cool too
1: like is she not like how do you feel like
0: do you feel like the
1: people that run the met gala are ever gonna invite her back or do they like
0: it oh yeah oh i think now they definitely do i think i think they think it's cute (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but uh i don't know what the theme was but the other thing i saw was like i
0: think it was but but i mean like let's be honest that's that's who these characters are, that these are our politicians. That's who the, you know what I mean? They're, they're not, there's not enough people like who believe in those kinds of causes. So this is the best, this kind of a stunt is the best they can do. It's not ever going to change anything because corporations control our, our politics. So, but I'm, I, you know, I mean, the the only thing about it is, I think it's great. I think it's cool, but yeah, I mean, I think the only thing it does is it brings attention to her, not really towards. It, it's not gonna ever change anything, so whatever. But that was cool. Go ahead.
1: The other things that I noticed was that Simone Biles was wearing a ninety pound dress, and she's like a hundred pounds, uh, which was interesting.
0: And then Naomi Osaka's hair was crazy. So. Uh, I don't know how they did I want it. Let's talk about Nemo Osaka for a second with this. And this is one of the kinds of. Uh, so she's like a. She was like a. Um, I don't know. Is it she's like on the board of the Met Gala for this event or something? She's like some person in charge. And I like. Know. Well, either way, I, I have a problem as somebody who. So- As people in their life who struggle with, um, like, with like serious um, uh, social anxiety and all of that kind of, you know, anxiety and and PTSD and all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure she does suffer from it to some extent, but I am curious um, about when you want to turn that on and when you can turn that off because most people can't. And so to go to, like, the biggest – one of the biggest parties in the world with the richest people to to basically dress up in a way that just shines attention on you the entire time. Yeah. That must be very difficult for somebody who's dealing with that kind of anxiety. Well, it I kind think of makes me th- – There was a lot of criticism on the way she – Handled all this, and maybe she's getting more criticism for this. Uh, see, I haven't seen anything about it. I just, I mean, that was just, you know, I don't, I don't want to call anybody like a liar or, you know, or whatever. But I also just don't like if if people are using that disability to get out of doing the things they don't want to do. You know, like athletes don't want to talk to the press after. After, uh, you know, they lose a match or lose a a big game or anything, you know. But when you're getting paid that kind of money, that's part of what you're getting paid for is to sit there and do it. Um, And so if she just found a loophole that gets her out of having to do that, that would bother me very much. Um, That's all. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to do feather your, you know, if you and I are talking about how she was dressed, imagine how many millions of people were seeing that. It's like you have to know that going in. And if you have a real problem with anxiety, I don't know if you if that's the best uh place for you. That's and that's not me saying don't do things. That's just from my experience of dealing with people with it. Yeah.
1: And then the last thing I was going to say that we'll talk about later about the Manning broadcast of the Monday Night Football, uh, Russell Wilson was on, and they showed like her dress that she was wearing. His wife was wearing like a Seahawks dress, yeah, and like went with her the Super Bowl ring, and Peyton Manning was like, "That's that was supposed to be my
0: ring." Thought so that was funny. Uh, well. See, I I see somebody, like, so she shows up, but she's going to show up later in, uh, you know, when we do the MTV Awards. And I'm like, I don't understand why she gets, why she's, like, around so much. Like, she had, like, one song. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's super, like, attractive. I get that. But, like, Russell Wilson's not all that compelling of a character. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how they've managed to stay... I don't know.
1: I think it's don't like, they
0: have, I think they have their t- a TV show or something. I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't know. I'm not really following
0: them. So <laughs> there's just couples that that I guess they have either super marketing team or super pub publicity team. Like you look at like John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Like I couldn't care less about two people than those two people, and yet they happen to be involved in every major event. Of the last like five years, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Some of these people just know how to stay relevant um, without really having to stay do anything to stay relevant. Um, I just think the whole Met Gala thing, like, I'm all for people getting goofy, but um, the shit it's, just get, it's so stupid now. Like, yeah, it's it's like because before it was, it, <laughs> I know, but before it was stupid with a bunch of people who we didn't. You didn't really know, like it was a bunch of like designers and rich people. Now it's like pop stars and politicians and people that you know, and they're coming and they're just being like a little, pretty much looking normal. Into the VMAs, uh, showed up there, right? Yeah, (laughs) it was like a stopover. The VMAs are a stopover. The Met Gala, it's just kind of anyway. Yeah, so I don't want to sound too old, like Rom, or like like. Whatever, but because uh, like I, I think even last year when you were doing your words, I was like, oh, that's all good fun. That's fun. And now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that's just dumb. That's just trying to get attention. That's just dumb, you know, like at each person's thing. Um, next year we'll have to prepare I wanna you. Know, I want to know how, like,
1: I'm sure once they get inside, they change. Because they have to sit at a table and eat and stuff. Like the whole, the whole gala is sitting down. Like, I saw the, the documentary of how they do it, and they decide which table people are sitting at and all this shit. Um, I think it's called The First Monday in May. Cause okay. Because it, it, normally the Met Gala is The First Monday in May. Oh. But pushed it because of COVID, uh, obviously. And uh, But, yeah, they talk about, like, you know, all these people wanting to get tickets and, like, basically, like, someone figures out who's going to be invited, and then they just, like, you can't just get a ticket. Right. Right. Um, Which was that whole, the whole thing with the, was it the Fire Festival guy who was selling Met Gala tickets, and people were buying them, and they were, like, fake because, uh. Yeah remember like the the fire festival guy after he got busted started doing that secret other thing the vip thing
0: the the credit card
1: yeah and he was basically selling fake tickets to things uh, and yeah it's like you don't you can't just buy a ticket to, from that uh, but anyway um, all right so uh, where, how do you want to start this? So we got bad news yesterday. Uh, just, you said that, so let's start there. Uh, Norm McDonald, Center alive Live uh, anchor and performer, passed away at 61. He was, like, uh, I guess, battling cancer for nine years,
0: and no one knew about it. And, uh, yeah. It was, Did you write a social media post?
1: I just posted a video of the Conan O'Brien uh, courtroom. Came into the yeah. B-O-R-E-D? Yeah.
0: I just posted that and said that he's going to be missed. Um, did, your, did your guy who RIPs everybody, did he put it out? Yeah, dude,
1: he's, he RIPed and then posted, like,
0: a lot of things
1: about him. He's like, this is my day. This is exciting. <laughs> I got shit to post. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was sad. Um, fucking enormous, hilarious. Um, yeah, it's like, and then you start thinking that like all these people that we grew up with, like laughing and all this stuff are going to all start going to be these social media things. And then I heard on Howard, did you listen to Howard today? His, his, yeah. He was talking about how like. Norm, at one point, everyone thought he was dead.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: And they started posting stuff about it. And he's like, what did you think about that? He goes, oh, well, you know, it was, you know, whatever. But you also see, like, what people are going to say when you actually do go. Because all these people were, like, posting, like, you know, condolences and stuff all over
0: social media when it happened. Oh. And they said that they just changed the words from is to was. Yeah. I, um, I was actually kind of disappointed with Howard today about it because I, I, you know, I, I I, was very excited to hear his take on it because, you know, because um, Norm McDonald brought him Artie. And I kind of was hoping it was going to be a couple more Artie stories. And He really only brought that up for a second.
1: I was hoping that same thing because I was like, yeah. Artie and him were, like, such good friends, and, like, they had such great moments on the show.
0: Like, uh, and
1: Artie told, like, the best stories about Norm.
0: Yeah, with their gambling stuff. It was great.
1: Yeah, the best one was the... When Norm hadn't smoked in, like, four years, and then, like, he... No one can find him, and he bet all this money on Jacksonville. <laughs> he bet all this money on Jacksonville, and, like, no one could find him, and then finally, like, Dave Attell... <laughs> found him in like his hotel room, like smoking a cigarette in the corner. And he's like, Norm, you're smoking. What? What's wrong? What's going on? He goes, ask Mark Brunel. <laughs> 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 he like lost a shit ton of money.
0: So my, you know, there's, so like you said, that Courtney Thorn Smith thing has gone around a lot. There's an, a Letterman joke about a moth that's really good. That, that's hilarious, man! I yeah, yeah.
1: I was just watching that, uh, and I don't remember that, and I like just die laughing. What a good punchline!
0: Yeah, that one's been going around a lot. There's a couple of things. The the his last his last comedy stand up on Letterman about the Germans. The Germans tried to fight the whole world twice. And someone posted his last, like, stand-up at the uh, improv.
1: Oh. Talking about COVID and stuff. It's crazy to think, like,
0: that he was, like, sick the whole time, you know? So. Yeah. So we we saw him. I mean, you may have seen him more than once. I only remember seeing him once. But we went and saw him about eight years ago. Yeah, I was going to, I'm sure, I'll wait for you to bring it up. Yeah. At the improv, what? Why? Which, well, specifically, I'll say what I remember, and you tell me what. It turned out to be a great night, but we went to go to the improv, and we're watching. Everyone's laughing, and then he comes up, and we like half half male, half female with us. There was like eight of us or ten of us. Yeah, and he starts telling some jokes, and they were like They started turning to like baby raping jokes, yeah. and I I remember I was laughing so hard like I couldn't see. You know, it was like. The hardest I laughed, and then I look around and I see you, and you're like you're dying laughing. I look at Aaron's dying laughing. I look around, and every girl that we're with is just pissed, and they're like, "We want to leave. This is offensive."
1: Well, the whole like a lot of the the room started turning on him.
0: Yeah, people started. He just went even, and he went even, he went even further in then.
1: Yeah, like all the women, pretty much in there in the place, like, start yelling at him on stage while he was on stage. And all the guys were just cracking up. He <laughs> was dying laughing.
0: This is the best.
1: He's like, he's like, I'm not talking about raping a baby. I'm just saying, if I was going to rape a baby, this is how I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he doubled down. He just kept doubling down. like you know, and, that
0: only made it, and that made it 10 times funnier. So... It was just so awkward, and then, like, the next comedian had to come up. That's right. And then we and then we saw him, and then he just went and sat in the regular bar and had a drink. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, like, that I think was the funniest stand-up I've ever seen in person. I think. You know, I mean, it's, I'm sure someone else will die, and I'll be like, oh, that was the funniest, but, like, I remember that being about as funny as anybody I've ever seen do stand up in person. Yeah. In fact, I had a comedian the other day when I was working on that thing, uh, that show. The one, the, the lead guy in it was a um, comedian and he's, I was like, he does a lot of stand up comedy and he's like, Oh, who are your, who are your people? Who do you like? And I was like, wow, that's a really hard question. And I was like, He's like, I don't know. Like, who do you like that you've seen recently? I'm like, I I don't know. You know, I started getting all nervous because I was like, this is what I like to do. Make lists. Like, (laughs) I don't have a list for you. I didn't prepare for this. You know? So I just kind of started saying all the people that we had just seen like a month ago or whatever. And then I was like, you know, you know what? Norm Macdonald, I think is the funniest guy, you know? And I was anyway, um, but like, yeah, was he the funniest? Like, where do you, where does he stand with you? You're, you've gone to see more stand-up comedy than anyone I know. What do you, where does he stand with you? Well, oh, uh, he's definitely uh, a very well. Like, I don't know. It's like he's
1: one of those things you either get him or you don't. You know, he's got a great sense of uh, dragging something out and then, you know, going off on the rails and then coming back to the punchline. Which what is what kind of like made him famous basically uh right
0: was is, is like just the way he delivers things and he was just he's up there with the best for sure so we, there was the argument of whether or not he's the best um weekend update host would you would you think that he's the best
1: um, yeah, I thought he
0: was i, I
1: thought, thought he was pretty much the best yeah yeah I, mean, I wasn't around for the Chevy Chase years, but right but you've watched it, I watched it but yeah, from I remember like always like looking forward to the weekend updates I,
0: yeah and good. then I mean then the whole history of him getting fired for making fun of o j too much, and that whole thing is is pretty great, you know, we start thinking about it, and then I saw my favorite- the thing that made me laugh the hardest. The executives said that he wasn't funny. Yeah. And
1: and then like a year, a year later, he's like hosting Saturday Live. And he's like, all right, so a year ago, I wasn't funny. I was told that wasn't funny. And they fired me. And I wasn't allowed back in the building. Now, I'm hosting the next year, like, because I'm funny. But now now I'm funny. He goes, Now I now I think I know what's going on. He goes, The show has gotten so unfunny that I've become funnier.
0: Right. Because I was, oh. Whatever. I, mean, I, I don't tell it right, but that my was- my favorite joke that I've seen, so after he gets fired for the whole OJ thing and whatever, like he does that, he does dirty work, he's got his norm show, which we haven't even talked about dirty work yet. Um and then he hosted the. This is a clip I, I didn't even. A clip I saw where. Yes. Um, the SPs and Darren Woodson had won the Heisman this year. And he goes, Darren Woodson won the Heisman. No one can take that away from you. You know, unless you kill your wife and a waiter. <laughs> and the whole place is just, you know, because it's all athletes. They just don't get it. He goes, no one could take that award, award away from you unless you kill your wife and a waiter.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was so funny. There was, there was a lot of funny jokes uh, in that stretch. There was like, um, uh, what do he say? Jerry Jones said he got they got to get the Cowboys back to what made them great: strippers and crack. <laughs> oh, man Um. Yeah. So dirty work. Yeah. Um. You know, him and Artie Lang. Uh, Freaking hilarious movie. Doesn't get the props. I don't think it is. It's bad, but it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. It's a bad movie, but it's. But I think it's. It goes along with everything else with him. You're either in on it or you're. Or you hate it.
1: Yeah, and then you have Chris Farley cameo, <laughs> and he does the whole thing. He goes, "It could be worse. I could have got my nose bit off by a by a Saigon whore." And then he just got to friggin' Chris Farley at the bar, like with his nose off.
0: <laughs> he does the he does the slow turn towards the camera, all angry. You it's like, I that's the clip I posted, just so you know. Um, it's good stuff. Oh, and the last thing, well, I mean, for me, is I I think you and I were the only people that loved, like, Norm's, like, sports show. Yeah, that was a good show. Like, we loved that show. And the funniest thing is, is, like, the best part of it was his nephew who would go and interview people at, like, like conventions. And that wound up being uh, Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live now. Oh, yeah. Who just plays that character in everything. Yeah. But at the time, it was the first time you saw it. You just thought it was like the funniest thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I remember the other thing I loved about it is he had a he had a ventriloquist with Joki Djokovic, which is like Djokovic but telling really bad Serbian jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are things I think about. I think about Jokey <laughs> Jokey Djokovic all the time, and I don't know if it. I don't think it landed at all. Like, you know what I mean? But I remember thinking that is so fucking funny. Oh man.
1: But, you know, after I heard the news, like I went on this whole deep dive as I'm sure you have on like all the clips and the funny things that people are posting and just things that he's done. And it's like, it sucks that you have to go down that road after someone passes away. Uh, I kind of appreciate everything that, uh, you know, he did for comedy and stuff.
0: I don't know. I mean, I
1: have nights. I'm just saying, like, me and you, yeah, we appreciate that
0: type of stuff. But there's a lot of people that just, you know, it's all afterthought. until. Yeah, but if everybody liked it, it would ruin it.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right.
0: So, um, all right. So let's move on to uh, the big event of the weekend, of the week. Yeah, the big event. (laughs)
1: The other thing happening in uh, New York, uh, the VMAs, Um, you're usually good at this going through the timeline, so I'm going to let you do it. Uh, But I do want to say that before the show even started, we had a fight. There was a fight on the red carpet between Conor McGregor and Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Like, why, so person, why is Conor McGregor even here? Because he's friends with Bieber. For real. I guess. Um, Yeah. So that, right. So, I mean, it's not like he just, it was something stupid. No it was like bodyguards getting, yeah, no one punched anybody. But so like. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Part of it's got to be bullshit because if I was machining gun Kelly, I don't care how bad a nasty big he is. I'd be out of my I'd be so scared out of my mind the rest of the show. I certainly wouldn't be able to like perform and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh I don't know some people it seems like just they're always looking for trouble. Like is there anywhere that Conor McGregor goes he doesn't get in a fight? And he's like not even good anymore. Well, I, I mean, think that's probably part of the problem.
1: He gets like knocked out in every freaking fight he fights. <laughs> like why are you trying to be over- like, yeah, he's doing all these like, you know, fights to just get money and then he just gets knocked out. You know, it's like, I yeah. can't even watch him anymore. Like the last fight, I didn't even like pay for.
0: Well, we can, we can change this subject title from MTV awards to just getting old. Cause that's all this is about. Um, watching, that's all. That's watching, all that's watching this, it's just, it is, It's tough. Like, I think back to when we were, I remember, like, in, like, 93 or 90, yeah, like, 1993, 92, when, like, the the musicians, like, the people performing were, like, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Guns N' Roses, Rage Against the Machine, like, R.E.M., and you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, insane how good, like, this lineup is. And then they have what they have now. And I'm just like, man, this is, I, I don't get this. But like, it's not, I don't well, want to say, well, I don't want to. Foo Fighters totally, totally didn't fit into the whole, the entire. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But like, you know, I started thinking, like, I don't blame music because I think last year, the music last year was was really good. There was like a lot of really good albums last year. The Weekends album was really good. Heim, Run the Jewels, Strokes, Phoebe Bridgers, like those albums, like that's five albums right there that were like insanely good. And so I, I don't want to say that it's like that music is bad because I guess I don't. That's a like. I I mean, at least one one of those albums, at least one or two of those will be a classic. So uh, I don't feel the same about 2021. So let's go through it. It starts off with a Madonna opening where she's, you know, she does her thing. She brings back an old line from uh, earlier uh, music awards.
1: uh, 40th anniversary. So they were trying to bring back all these old pop singers. to like. Just yeah, so.
0: but they just brought him back to introduce, they, and then they had him introduce people that you've never heard of. Well, that we've never heard of. Uh, so, anyway, Madonna, I mean, there's not an, uh, uh, an inch of her skin, face, body that isn't plastic now.
1: Yeah, she just looked like she should not be wearing the outfit
0: she was wearing. She was wearing, like, a coat. I don't know because she was wearing it pretty well. Like, question is like, Madonna? Would you? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. So yeah, she should be. She should be wearing that outfit because she was nailing it.
1: I guess.
0: Yeah. She. uh, I don't know. She just she just
1: comes out, says her thing, and then turns around, shows her butt, and walks off.
0: Yeah, she comes out, she sasses, and then turns around and leaves. Yeah. Um, so the first, first performance that comes up is the Kid Leroy and Bieber. Bieber's wearing a hood the whole time. Not yeah. really how you want to connect with your audience. A hood
1: and, and a sports jacket.
0: Yes. Uh, this Kid Leroy, he's basically. I would like, that's the outfit I would like to wear, but I can't pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> what, the hoodie, hoodie in and in a. Sports jacket. A sports jacket. Uh Kid Leroy is like basically a beaver. He's like mini beaver. He's like mini me beaver. Like he's <laughs> even still got his voice is still in that uh, my voice is changing and it may never not sound like it's changing area. Uh my friend Court likes this guy. Um but I the thing this is was pretty good. Huh? I thought this performance was pretty good. All right. Well, here's my problem. And this is again, this is me just getting old. Is And, I mean, I'm probably using this term incorrectly, but the thing you realize very quickly is that every one of these, like, songs is using the same, like, chord progression. They're all... They all sound the same. Like, with with what, what Machine Gun Kelly did is, like, awful. Like, he basically took his rap songs, which weren't good, and then put this like
1: turn them into blink 182 songs
0: yes and with with like the same three chords and the same like same progression of anticipation dissipation 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 boom da, 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 chorus 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 you know like and now every like even like willow smith has like songs that are a whole album of like punk rock songs that are like this same exact thing, and you notice it there happens like three other songs there's only two genres there's that, and there's that I mean when I say that it's a chord progression, it doesn't even have to be with instruments because nobody's playing any instruments um it's It's just the the tempo with which it goes, so either it it works with like trap with these trap artists, so it's either that or it's big booty shaken sex songs. Yeah, that's the only two genres that exist in this award show, and the Foo Fighters.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I totally agree with that statement. You you are so pretty well. Thanks. Well, c- the next example is the next performance is Olivia Rodrigo. Now that song is kind of catchy, but it's the same thing. It sounds like, and she's had to pay. I think she had to pay out like. Or she was at least there to discuss it. she had to pay Paramore for stealing this. She had to pay out or she's in a dispute with Courtney Love for copying the whole cover for her cover. You know what I mean? Like now I think that Olivia Rodrigo, she seems from what I can tell, uh, to have a lot more charisma and staying power than just your average person who's just jacking other people's like, Music and looks, um, but it is somebody who's producing her is saying we gotta have this song where it's like angsty, but it's not. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, side note: Dylan Salzman, my
0: niece, her favorite artist. Olivia. Okay. Well, that makes that's a it's probably a good artist for her to like. She's what? She's eleven. Like yeah. So, how impressive is it that I knew her age? Yeah. I'm like psyched. about. I've never guessed 11 for anyone's sake. But like um, that's probably good art. You know what I mean? Like, you, like that's a good sign for her. Sounds like she's listening to somebody good. Um, what was I going to say? I was just reading I, I was on Twitter earlier today and somebody had posted this video of these this like a sort of right wing group of people. It was like Ben Shapiro was involved and this guy was like, Ob- this, the talking point was Obama killed rock and roll. And they're like, "You're right, he did." And he's like, "Because rock and roll was all about white angst, and now it's made it they've made it uncool for white people to be angsty. and it's like the the best was the person who retweeted it was like, um, somebody explained to this guy who like Chuck Berry was, you know like the original people like the original like the people who created rock and roll." we more black musicians and white musicians and white musicians stole it. and then da, da, da. That's just also, typical like of where I'm we're saying, at.
1: Cause I'm a fan of Chuck Berry. Cause he has like all his songs start with the same chords. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, they this is, all start the
1: same and then like,
0: you know, he gets into it. But... So okay. anyway, so yeah. So then Olivia Rodriguez, she does the same sort of thing, whatever. Um, so now JLo comes out. Now she's, She's got to be there every year, I guess. Now, well, Doja Cat comes out first, and she—oh, that's right.
1: She not, she had some all crazy shit going on this
0: whole thing. I'm not. I don't get Doja Cat.
1: Straight off her success from Dave.
0: That was the worst episode of Dave, I thought. Yeah, um, but she is. Uh, yeah, um, there she'll come up a couple of times. I, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not feeling her. Um, J Lo like comes that? out, so I guess J has got to be there every year now because she won some big award. Uh, the best is they cut to Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish gives her like a side eye while everybody else J-Lo is came out
1: because it was like the 40th anniversary, right? So, I understand,
0: but old. didn't she win like the Icon Award last year or something? Yeah, something like that. That's another thing I read about a review, and I want I to, to steal it. Everybody's an icon. That is that word, that word is the most, it was the most overused word of the evening. Everybody okay. that they brought was an icon. No,
1: yeah I wrote something down. Uh,
0: I know when you wrote it down, because I wrote it down at the same time, I bet.:
1: Oh. Camilla Cabela.: Boom, exactly. She's the iconic legend. She's an iconic legend. That's what she. That's close.
0: She's had one album, uh, one one song, and then she was in an all-girl pop group that was completely overproduced before that. <laughs> um, all right, so J Lo she gets a side eye from Billie Eilish. Olivia Rodrigo wins, good for her. Best song, I'm great. Uh, then they had this stupid. They cut the commercial. There's this horrible Doja Cat grease commercial. I don't know if you've seen it for Pepsi. It's brutal.
1: No, I didn't. I fast-forwarded through the corner. Yeah,
0: I I usually do, too, but I saw this thing. I'd seen it earlier because I guess it was premiering, and they're like, hey, check out her take on Greece. It's way sexier, and it's like, it's just dumb. Um, Casey Musgrave wasn't feeling that. No, that was a fast-forward for me. But at least it was different from everybody else. But yeah, it was fast-forward for me, too. Twenty One Pilots. I remember Twenty One Pilots being really good live uh, on Tonight Live like three years ago. Yeah,
1: I, feel... love, I love Twenty One Pilots. I've I, like always wanted to see them live. Uh I haven't got. They sell out in like two seconds. They're huh? playing the Troubadour in like
0: two weeks. Well, that's going to sell out in two seconds. They
1: already, it's like you can't even get tickets. It's like uh, like a I don't know. And then they're playing the will Turn also. But anyway, but I thought they were pretty good. They started. Oh, out- I, I thought it was bad. bad. I thought it was entertaining.
0: I don't know. 21. You're a big 21. You've always been a big 21 Pilots fan. When yeah. did you become a big 21 Pilots fan?
1: Dude, that one album. I love that one album. I don't know the name of it, but I love it. I used to listen to it all the time.
0: Like what, three years ago?
1: Um, whatever the one that was stressed out.
0: That had that yeah, outside. that was like their third album. You know, I mean, they had this like huge fan base. I liked that, that album.
1: I liked that album, and then I liked a couple of their. I liked their the follow up album to that too. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, they're followed by Cyndi Lauper. Um, comes out and who, talks shit about Texas. So Cyndi Lauper, we her Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, me too. But Cyndi Lauper looked good too.
1: Cyndi Lauper definitely looked
0: good. She uh, asked yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Um, All right. So then oh, I right. have pop Bieber. He wins best pop song.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Then they have this guy, St. John. Now he's played a couple of times. I think I have some songs by him. It's terrible. This guy is on the second stage where they like play. He plays like the outro music each time. Cause they're trying to fit more performances in. And I, I said this later in the, uh, in my notes but i'll just say it out it they might as well you you c- couldn't convince me that they didn't just tell this guy to just keep playing that song for the next three hours while the awards show came and they just turned his mic on every time they cut the commercial and he'd be like oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh so okay Nen comes up rita ora if they don't announce these people i have no idea who they are so um uh, um she she introduces i think Ed Sheeran who is definitely sponsored by Toyo- Toyota yeah I fast because Ed Sheeran i can do it. they they show like multiple Toyotas throughout the whole performance the entire time and then they and then at the end they said it. uh Ed Sheeran to me is like the result of like an uncool white guy experiment like what they think they did in like the Wuhan lab to create COVID. I think there's like in the whitest place in America or in the world, there are some scientists who got together and mixed lab tubes and created the whitest thing ever. And it was Ed Sheeran. (laughs) It's like all the parts of uncool with all the parts of super whiteness. Um, All right. So then they introduced, Billy Porter, I just wanna I'm I want to stay on the record with this. I don't like Billy Porter. I don't care. I don't care if he is flamboyantly gay, I don't care if he is overly manly. Uh, stop pushing him on me. I have no, have no interest in him.
1: Well none. there was obviously a
0: reason that he introduced a little Nas X. It's fine. He shows up everywhere now.
1: Good. I thought, I thought it was a really interesting performance.
0: A little Lil Nas X. Uh, I just have Lil Nas X. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. It was interesting because I don't think a lot of rap is, or a lot of songs like this, hip-hop stuff, are portrayed this way. You don't see too many performances like this.
0: No. Uh... <laughs> That's why I liked it. I was like,
1: dude, I wonder what people are going to say about this. This is very...
0: Like, it's very edgy. Again, I'll go back. This. I don't have a problem. I'm I'm all for if this is what he's into, uh, you know, and if there's people who are into it, that's awesome. I'm not, it's just not my thing. I'm not
1: talking about the song itself. I'm just talking
0: about. Any of it. The whole thing. I'm not, I'm not against it. I just, like, I, I have no problem. Put it on all you want. It's another thing, though, I feel like they, it's being, I mean, I think it's kind of cool that that he's like, this is what I'm in, you know, whatever. Da, da, da. Um,
1: he's like, I'm gay, I'm it,
0: dominating, this is how. And it's... I'm going to make this, I'm going to keep putting this out there so it becomes more normal. And I, I think that's bold and I appreciate that. Yeah. But I also think it's exploitive, exploitive. Uh, whatever that word is, because I feel like he's like, I, I feel like he's presenting it as that, but it is more about how much money can I make off of this by being like this? I don't know. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just not, it's not my thing. And so, um, you know, it's not like Billy Porter where it's getting shoved in my face, but it's like we can go a group of performances without, without him. Um, but good for him. Uh, next commercial break. There's a new Doogie Hauser Indian girl show. Yeah, there's a new show. Yeah. It's like Doogie, whatever. Yeah, it's on Disney. Just want to say, not not liking that. No. Um. All right, now comes Avril Levine, who introduces the video for "Good," video for "Good." Such a stupid name. I hate it, the whole thing is stupid. Billie Eilish wins that, yeah. Um, and now we get to the um, the Sean Mendez Camilla Cabello, um, who is the icon, the iconic,
1: yeah, iconic icon. legend,
0: yeah, Camilla Cabello. So, legend. I fast forward through both these performances because I never liked a song by either of these two anyway, but like. I like I that kind of stomp. There's a couple of
1: Camila Cabela songs that are pretty good. But, yeah, this uh, – I, I felt like it was
0: uninspired, a little bit uninspired. Um, but can – do these two have to perform together everywhere now? Like, not together, but do they have to be, like, one half is going to be her or one <laughs> half is going to
1: be him? I like, I understand that they're together and they have
0: family and they have
1: kids and stuff,
0: but, like – Wait, they have a family and kids?
1: She just had a kid, like, recently.
0: I thought, maybe that's wrong. I'll look that up. Look, I wouldn't know. It's literally like, I think she had it
1: this summer.
0: I I don't pay attention to these things until they show up like this. I pay attention to a lot of dumb things. Well, let me, so,
1: I thought that the performance was so, like, her song and his song just don't
0: Oh, they did have a kid. Oh, it's a, no. They had a, a dog. They have a dog. Keep going.
1: Oh, I thought you had a kid, tomorrow. Uh, But anyway, so yeah. Um, they're just like, we had to throw them together, but their two songs that they decided to perform were like complete opposites. Like, they didn't even match like, how one specific performance would it just didn't go didn't go together
0: right but I think they think that that's their thing mm. you know I think that because that's what they seem to do all the time like they, they perform together but not in the same song like he does she does a song then he does a song or vice versa and the two songs don't the whole thing is stupid and I imagine if I'm a fan of either one of them I'm probably pissed off at this point because they probably ruined themselves that's yeah. what I wanted to say My next question. Who is Leslie Grace? Who are these people?
1: I have no clue. And then they start showing this Lotto. Lotto. Not Lizzo. She
0: brings out Lotto.
1: Not Lizzo, but Lotto.
0: The only Lotto I remember is Lotto from 8 Mile was like the second rapper he had to beat. And he was like uh, pay... uh, Fuck Lotto. Pay a dollar for your mama tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that being brought back. 8 Mile.
1: But like the Lotto... Performed a few
0: times this whole evening. She was the
1: new, what was it called? The,
0: know, uh, she's the new... counter to the St. John guy. Yeah. So, like every other commercial break, she's performing. And so, this song, she just basically stole a Mariah Carey beat and like raps about sex with a big bare ass. Yeah. It's great. Um, I'm not, look, I'm not against annuity. Yeah. I'm not against nudity. Like I'm into, it. you know I, I mean? I have no problem. Even though like, like Lil Nas X, like guys, all go for it, man. Like, but I don't, I don't know. Like not everybody has to do it and not everybody should probably do it. Yeah. Just my, my opinion. Um, all right. So that's the Biles intros Doja Cat. She she's hanging in the air doing some thing. I'm like, is this even a song? Like,
1: well, here's my problem. Like, Pink has already established herself as the arrow or, or uh, whatever you call the, the aerobics arrow What is it called?
0: Um, yeah, whatever.
1: Whatever the thing is, she's already established that she's the person that does that. Like, why are we <laughs> come yeah. up with something different?
0: Well, that's the thing, right? So, so that's the thing with, like, that, that's what this is. It's a bunch of carbon copies and stuff, so there's that. There's the big butt out that's like like Lizzo, you know, like the heavy woman with the, you know, they're all doing the Beyonce dance. You know, it's like everything is taken from something else. There's, like, the originality is gone, which, to go back to your boy Lil Nas X and your, uh, um, is, that's original, Nobody's done that before. Nobody's come out and been like, "I'm going to like do it like this." Um, So props to that. This stuff is all just retreads. Yeah. Like so, like you said, like her hanging from there is retread, and I don't even know if that's considered music. What she was doing, it was just like sounds. Yeah, it (laughs) wasn't music. So this this brings us to uh, Conor McGregor coming out with the cane. Bieber's his boy, he gives Bieber, and then Bieber gives a speech, and I'm like, is Bieber, like, the most mature person at the MTV Awards?
1: Yeah, he's basically transformed himself,
0: now that he's got a wife to be this, like,
1: (laughs) to be this, like, like adult. He's, like, this thoughtful guy?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, the bar was low, let's be honest, but, like, he's, like, this thoughtful guy, I'm like, (laughs) huh. But also, like, he was so young when he became super famous, so it's kind of like, you know. Um, Then they introduced someone named Hallie Bailey. Uh, I got to say, I don't think that that name is an accident. I think that's a totally trying to, you know. Uh, And she she introduces someone named Chloe. Who, like. It's, It's Chloe. It's
1: Chloe. And the problem with Chloe is, just so we don't forget her name, the entire performance she had this big gluey
0: thing in the back do we, well, do we need that yeah actually we do because these are all the same this is like the same person over and over it's another big bare ass like lip sync
1: her name's on fire it's on, like flashing lights Do you
0: lip sync like you yeah. all right anyway so then they lip sync uh then they got they cut to the saint john guy and it's so it's like it's like i said it's almost like they just turned his mic on mid song and he was like uh anyway. Uh doing his mumbling sad rap stuff. Um then uh we bring out Yclef. Now this is where we start to like really be like, did anybody ever really care about Yclef? Uh, he he's a, he was a little corny. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the Fugees were great, but he was at best your second thought in the Fugees. November. Come on. That album, right, has, like, one or two songs that you're like, okay. Uh, and then he's really never put out anything that – I mean, then he just started – he started just jacking other people's, like, songs. Yeah. Um, like, featuring Like Left. Yeah. Or, or like, uh, he was – anyway. Um, he's some uh, Jersey. I don't want to give him too much – Problem. So he, he wins it he gives an award to Travis Scott, another guy whose songs all sound the same. Yeah. Um, and then Ciara, this is where I was saying, like one one song. Um, she introduces Normani, who she calls an icon in the making. Yeah. So yeah, it's just another bad song with dancing. Uh but the difference with this one is she's not overweight and showing off her ass. Uh, She's just dancing with a bunch of people until they bring out Tiana Taylor on a cross, and she starts like, basically like having sex with her on the cross. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Tiana Taylor is basically one of the most attractive people ever on this (laughs) earth. I just want to say that. Um, Then we have Lotto again.
1: Well. Was it Doja cat comes out in that stupid
0: outfit? Oh, that's post lotto because that's after till she comes out. and She looks like Humpty Dumpty. Yes, I couldn't. I um, couldn't think of the name. I wrote, "Looks like that nursery rhyme egg."
1: Era looks like the opera singer from across between the opera singer from Fifth Element and Michelin Man.
0: Lil Nas X looks like the opera singer. Oh, the opera singer. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just stupid. Like I just don't. And then she had
1: I mean, to be in that the whole time because she won. She won an award and had to stand out there in that stupid
0: outfit. Oh, I know. But and then, then she's like,
1: person, and then other person's like all excited to win, and she's standing next to this woman who's wearing this stupid ass
0: egg outfit or whatever the hell she's. Wearing. Right, and <laughs> she's like, and she comes out and she's like, "Hi, everybody! Yeah. Did you guys like my performance? Was I good? You know?" And it's like that's that's just. You you don't, you don't have it. To me, you don't have it at that point. If you got to come out and say that, you're not, you're, you're, you've, you've peaked. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe something else will happen. I mean, I'm sure she'll have great luck throughout the rest of her life, but I'm like, dude, if you have to, like, if you don't just come out and kill it, like, no, you killed it. You're not, you shouldn't be on, you shouldn't be like running that stage. Uh, they bring up fat Joe.
1: This is my – and coming up is my second favorite uh, performance of the night. Azula? Yeah. I love this. I thought this was awesome. Okay. It was a lot – it basically was like they were in a claw game, and, like, all these bears were getting picked up and dropped, and there was, like – it was
0: CGI, right? right? The the things – I I made it through the first like elements and our first minute fast forward. Oh, I thought this was so good. I loved it. I just saw all the teddy bear stuff and I was like, "How can you ever take this person serious again?" If you ever did,
1: I have no clue. But that's kind of like why I liked it. It was so okay. Off the wall. It was so off the wall.
0: I'll tell you the review I read of the show. They liked it too.
1: Yeah,
0: it was my second. Um, all right, so out comes Ashanti and Ja Rule now. My big question is, how is he not canceled? Like, if this is like, if we're stuck with like all this kind of shit, how is this guy still around? How, like, he fleeced all these people. He's the worst. I hate Sha ja Rule. Yeah.
1: And then, so this is the collaborative video. And Doja... Right. and she has to come out
0: in that stupid outfit. It's never good. It's never a good show when the host wins. I just want to say that. When the host wins an award at your show, your show is failed because they shouldn't be it shouldn't be someone who's part of the show. It should be someone who's like, "Your show should be good enough that somebody who isn't involved came and said i'm going to spend my night presenting this to you to to you yeah. uh,
1: and they like know who's going to win because you know obviously, if Taylor Swift was nominated for a bunch of shit and she didn't show up because she didn 't win
0: right uh-huh. um, then Lance Bass, the oldest backstreet boy guy the the tough Backstreet Boy Guy and Nick, Nick Lachey yeah. give, give the K pop award. I wonder who is going to win that.
1: I mean, here's my problem with this award. Like, I know why they're doing it. And I mean, it's like super popular. Yeah. But like, if the guys cannot be there, if BTS cannot be there, this does
0: not need to be
1: televised.
0: Yeah, but if you have BTS even make an appearance, you're going to get so many more. Like, it's like, how we cow all these movies now uh toe to china because china because we know that china people the uh people from china will go to the movies and so we have to like change the things we like because so that they can make more money um all right so just to get through the because I, I feel like we're dragging yeah. uh, billie eilish Foo fighters she just said they'd say that she they're her idol, but she had never even heard of Van Allen as of two years ago, so I highly doubt that Foo Fighters were her idol. Um it's startling the difference between seeing five people come up and actually play instruments uh yeah. versus what else you've seen the rest of the time and how much more talented one and, and I think that it takes talent to do a lot of this stuff. Uh but there is a there is a billion percent difference between going and seeing people do that versus someone lip syncing with five dancers behind them. It's like...
1: It was a crazy contrast. Like, you just, like, you get this whole award show with, like, all these, like, processed or, like, all this, like, digital music, and then all of a sudden the Few Fighters come out and fucking just, like, rock, and then they come to get their award, and they just go,
0: thanks! Yeah. And like I know this is nothing new, but it was it was you're right. It was startling how different it was, like in, in real time. Uh, they thank Kurt Loader and all the old VJs, Matt Pinfield. That that was pretty cool. Uh, Alicia Keys come. They have her performing a good ad of the New York song, "Smart." Um, Tommy them. Lee gives an award to MGK who played him. Well, Hold on, uh,
1: that comes out in her chair hat.
0: Oh, right. Well, I have chair hat is terrible after that, but that's fine. Um, but I like that I don't like machine gun Kelly all that much, but I like that he's like genuinely excited that he won. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy was like jumping up and down. And I was like, that's cool. At least that guy, like, you know, that I like that it mattered that much to somebody. Um Tommy Lee does uh, MGT. He was on *Saturday Live*. He was like all super excited about it.
1: Right. It's because he changed up his musical style and basically like got onto like regular radio. Like all of his other older stuff was like all like just rap songs that no one cared about. Right. Um, Busta Rhymes. I thought this was Uh, the best one of the night. I love Busta Rhymes. He needs to get in shape though he doesn't need to get in shape, but I thought like he came out and was like, I'm going to fricking kill this thing.
0: Yeah. He, like,
1: yeah. You like tell he was like
0: pretty pumped and like just ready to go. You know, he's really, he's really good in that Spike Lee documentary. He's got a couple really good lines. in that. Um, David Lee Roth introduces little Nas X. Um, something just seems right about that. Yeah. Um, and then the MGK Travis Barker performance—you know—it goes back to our thing we're saying. The whole intro from the Kardashian and Megan Fox was just silly. It was—I mean, I guess that's old. Our, love,
1: our loves of our lives.
0: Yeah. For this week. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then it ended, and thank God, ridiculous was next. Shocking. As soon as Rob Drydeck came on my TV, I was like, Oh, well this is a surprise. Um it wasn't a surprise. Good job by you, buddy. Job, Thanks. Buddy. I think we did pretty we did nice hey, did did you watch, did you start that um that Mets, Mets documentary? Man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I started watching it last night and a little repetitive. People.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a little repetitive, but uh, like they could have done this in two episodes. It doesn't need to be Gotcha. I I can't
0: wait. Um, All right. Last thing, uh, NFL week one happened. I do just want to bring up the
1: Manning Monday night football. We'll go through this real quick because I know we're probably long here. uh, But there's a couple things that I wrote down from the Manning podcast, which, by the way, is – so Eli Manning and Peyton Manning have a new show on ESPN2 during – Monday Night Football where they basically do commentary like on the game and then they bring in guests and stuff and they had Travis Kelsey, Ray Lewis, Russell Wilson they had all these people uh, joining them but it started off struggling but after a minute or after once they got going I love this thing it's so funny and it's also like you get a lot of insight into, like, what the plays, like, what people are actually, like, looking at. Like, they deep dive into, like, defensive schemes and, you know, like, I guess, like, Manning called the coaches and got, like, an actual play that they were going to run. Like, and uh, they talk about, like, how they prepare for things. But uh, here are, like, the highlights that I saw. So Manning says in the beginning, he goes, you can tell. When you everything. say
0: Manning, it's there's two Mannings.
1: Sorry, so. Peyton Manning did a lot of most
0: of the talking. Well, I was just that's what I wanted to get to. Is that was part of the thing? Is it's like it's like the Barry Gibb talk show. You Eli, have anything to add well, about that,
1: Robin? No, no, I don't. Eli was funny. Dude, just wrecking Peyton. Like he said, uh, like so Peyton Manning goes. You can tell a lot from everything from a uh, the, the first you know first play of the game, like how they're going to do for the rest of the season. And like, they run this play and it's like an incomplete pass. And Eli's like, what does that, what does that tell you guys? Six and 11. Uh, At one point there was like a fire alarm that went off and like in Eli's studio, which I don't know why they're in the same, why they're not in the same studio.
0: They're in two separate studios. Makes no sense. Uh, They don't want to, and they're rich enough and famous enough. They don't have to
1: the best was they had Kelsey on and Kelsey's playing the Ravens or the chiefs are playing the Ravens next week. So they were like scouting the defense of the Ravens with Kelsey and talking about how they run the same. This is why I was like, I'm banging Kansas city because he's like, basically Peyton Manning said that the Ravens like never change up their defensive scheme. Like they just like run the same thing. Like we do this well. Uh, there's another thing where it's Peyton said he was hungry, and Eli says that it's, like, late. It's 1130, and he needs his, like, 1130 snack of a chicken barn. Um, Eli was wrecking the Raiders for icing their own kicker, trying to ice their own kicker, um, and then got to delay the game. I don't know. And then Russell Wilson was talking about his wife's dress at the Met Gala, and the, uh, I talked about it with the Super Bowl ring, and Peyton Manning said that that should be my ring because they played each other in the game.
0: Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. I could so, have no
1: so,
0: okay. no, so here's... Uh, oh, one more? Sorry, keep going. Oh, I don't like it. Oh. Uh, here's the thing that I think it's unique about our friendship is you know, a lot of it's based on having mutual interests. We both find the same things funny. We, like, oh, we have a lot of the same tastes. Everything you just said made me vomit inside my mouth. I know.
1: I don't know. I enjoyed it because I hate the Monday night commentary. It's just the worst. This was just like a break and they had different camera angles. They were showing like, like a Manning cam. They said, where they like isolated
0: the quarterback or the, I turned, I, I I turned it off. I was like, nah, I don't want anything part of this. Uh, Not that I enjoyed the other thing. So I'll I'll give it a a try next week. Any other notes from week one?
1: Uh, No. So for the Eagles, are the only winning team from the NFC East?
0: <laughs> the worst. Seems to me that the the Rams can kind of score whenever they want. It's yeah. like a, it's like playing Madden. They could just throw bombs whenever they want. Yes. Yeah, um, that Browns Chiefs game was really good. Cowboys uh, Bucks was really good. Yeah. That um, game was insane. That ending. You know, we talked about the Raiders the Raiders and Ravens game being really, really good. Uh, Even though there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of problems there. Um, Overall gambling. I I told you the big bet of the day was some, I heard on Simmons, which was a teasing down San Fran and, and um, San Fran and the Rams, which I think was a great bet. I really wish I put more on it. I wish we I, as I told you, I, I don't even, like, to think about our preseason bets because we should have just put everything we owned on Fitzpatrick not getting.
1: Dude, San Fran fucking, I mean, I know. they blew it. They blew it for a while. I know.
0: Time. Trust me. I
1: know. It, it was like, it went up to, like, eight and a half, and they ended up losing. But, like, they were dominating the whole game, and they let the. Yeah. She can come back.
0: I don't. I don't know what to make of a team like that. All right, so let's let's get into this week's picks. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that really stood uh, out. Somebody um, had five sacks. Yeah, for Arizona. Yeah. Um, uh, Arizona. By the way, let's like right, let's talk a little bit because we did discuss this a lot last week. I was making fun of you for liking Arizona. They look good. Yeah. Oh, it's week one. Every everything is week one. We're not going to go over the top, but they look good. NFC West looks good. Yeah, it does. Um, who else did we argue about? I think um, so. We we had
1: Fitzpatrick for under yards, and he's out eight weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean that we just should have. All right. Um, oh, uh, I, I know we argued about like then AFC North. I think my Steelers pick, at least from one week, looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh bills man i actually i just think I just think josh I, allen had a bad game i
1: am actually have the game on right now on nfl network just in the background
0: i'm trying to think of what else we argued about i don't remember any very many other teams that we disagreed on i like the patriots a lot more i think i was i jumped the gun on them a little bit looking at week one although J- Jameis. Look good. Uh, we didn't, but we didn't really disagree on that. I, that's what I was going to bring up. But we were both kind of like, I don't know what to make of that team. Yeah. Um. I I feel like there's another argument we had somewhere about. Um. Well, I don't know. I I know I've been in an email somewhere of what we each took as our playoff teams. Um. All right. So let's get into this week's picks. How do we do last week? Last week, you went 2-0-1, oh, so you are currently undefeated. I went 2-1. So it feels good to pick off of a winning week. I haven't done it in quite some time. We still haven't come up with our bet. I figured it might have to just be dinner. And, and either my, and You have to take me out to dinner in my neighborhood. I have to take you out to dinner in your neighborhood. Right. Or or if we go into the playoffs and it's decided by the playoffs, we'll go out for like the first playoff game in either my neighborhood or your neighborhood, the other person has to buy all right, sounds good. All right, What's your first pick.
1: My first pick.
0: I love it a lot this week. Okay. Uh, my, my favorite bet is the Packers. That's dangerous. Week Week two is always overreaction gambling week. Right. Like they they kill the lines the other way. So like. I like a everything lot is spreads. Huh? I like a lot of big spreads, and I'm taking the favor. Okay. All right.
1: I like Packers minus eleven versus Detroit. Packers look shitty. Uh, there was like a whole story about how New Orleans was going to play in Dallas, and they said no because they wanted to play in the hot heat because Brett or Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, uh, doesn't play well in the heat. And so, like, they changed it to Jacksonville. They got destroyed. I'm not buying it. Detroit sucks. Green Bay is going to come back playing at home, home opener Monday night. Aaron Rodgers in the building, gonna blow it up. I bet you they win by at least three
0: touchdowns. All right. He looked awful. Yeah, but it's not. I'm with him. He looked like he just didn't want to be there. It's one game. I understand. I'm not I'm not I'm uh I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um my first pick
1: You're gonna you're gonna bet Detroit in your picks? In your, yeah,
0: uh, I, I do right now. I've taken the 11. Okay, go ahead. Um, your first pick, my first pick, <laughs> uh, Chicago minus two and a half at home against Cincy. Um, Cincinnati looked good, they did look pretty good. They had
1: some really bad coaching things that lost them, that you know, they could have won by a lot more. Well, I yeah, and they were up fourteen, I, and then their coach decided to go for it on their own for thirty.
0: Yeah, you know. they could. They tried so hard to give that game away. Um, I read this article where Jamar Chase said that he didn't that he doesn't like the football, the NFL football, because it does have stripes on it, so he has trouble catching it. That obviously was wrong because he had a pretty good game. Um, you know, I just like I liked what I saw when the Bears. Brought in the second uh, quarterback look, and I have a feeling they do that a little bit more this game.
1: I mean, what's the over under on Fields taking
0: the field? I think four games. I think he's going to be the yeah. We'll see. I mean, and well, not just that, but it's also Dalton playing against the Bengals. You know, Thatch Soldier no, Field. No, I mean like I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, but that's that's why I'm taking Chicago minus two and a half. What's your second pick? Tampa Bay minus twelve and a half versus the Falcons. They're going to kill the fucking Falcons. The Falcons suck. The Falcons do suck. I just think I think twelve and a half is a big overreaction. I didn't really like what I saw from Tampa Bay's defense at all on Thursday. Okay. So they uh, played
1: pretty good offense. Yeah, I think Atlanta's offense
0: isn't that good, and Matt Matt Ice is done. Um, I'm going to go back with the uh, Patriots again this week and take Patriots minus six against the Jets. The Jets look awful. Yeah, they do. They look horrible.
1: Zach Wilson was struggling the first half of that game. Yeah, he ended up coming back and having a pretty good stat line, but uh, yeah, they were bad in the beginning of that game.
0: I think our worst record. My bets might be in big trouble after watching the Jets. Detroit. Who do we have? Houston, Detroit, and Houston, right? Fact that Houston bucket. Well, I I don't know about Jacksonville, man. I think that uh, Jacksonville. I, I, do. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I. I mean, they were talking about this preseason. Like, does Urban Meyer understand professional football? Like, I don't know. All right, <laughs> uh, what's your third pick? Uh,
1: I like the uh, Browns. Minus 12 and a half versus
0: Houston. Wow, you really did take them. So this is great because I w- wanted to ask you this question. I was hoping a team would come up. Right now, you can get the Browns to win the AFC North at plus 160. That's, that's good. We should probably do that, right? Yeah. Like, you saw everything this week. They almost beat the Chiefs aside from like, you know, a couple plays that didn't go their way. Like, they hung in there. Um, yeah. They, yeah they're,
1: Baker Mayfield, you know, that just does stupid shit. This guy cannot hold on to the ball. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, here it is, plus 160. I'm going to throw, uh, throw some cash on there.
1: Because Kansas City is a really good team, so. And they, like, almost beat them. I think they, they're going to run the hell out of the ball this year. And uh, they're going to kill Houston. I think they win by 20, like 20
0: points also. Um, well, I'm going to take um, what we talked about earlier as my third bet. Like, I'm glad that you didn't take him because I'm going to take KC minus three and a half at Baltimore. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was afraid that this might be, you know, I, I thought this line would be at least like six. And anything yes. under six, I was pretty much into because Kansas City does have a tendency to let other teams stay in. But
1: I would like to know what a teaser would, we'll get to this off the air. How much a teaser is for all my bets, all the, the
0: high spreads,
1: and uh, the
0: Kansas City game? Well, it's a, it'd be a four team tease. I, I just did one. Um, I can okay. tell you right now what it'll pay hey, off. Yeah. yeah. Um, four team tees is um, uh, two sixty on a hundred. Mm. Plus okay. So. All right. Nice. All right. Well, good luck.
1: I don't need luck. I uh, think you do. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm getting this dinner. Okay,
0: I mean, I look. I don't. Uh, I don't blame you for that. I was terrible last year at this. You were? Yeah. No, you were pretty good. I was terrible. You were terrible the year before this. You beat me by like eight games this year. Last year, no, I had my I one friend who listens to this podcast kept telling me to Costanza every week, just like pick the opposite. Yeah. Cool. All
1: right, cool. Well we'll uh we'll get up next week.
0: Yeah, buddy.